Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook download and 30-day free trial at www.audibletrial.com slash nmvpod. Over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Oh, let's just, yeah, let's just do it. Hey, yeah. y'all, we're back. What's up? Hey. Happy Thursday. It's 100% Thursday when we're recording this. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's why, that's why I'm definitely back for this podcast, too. It's <laughs> been a wild week. Tuesday, that thing happened, and it was wild, right? Yeah, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. <laughs> Oh God! I hope nothing bad. <laughs> I hope nothing bad happens. Man, on Trump! Can you can you believe Trump tweeted that out? Man, nah, man, crazy. <laughs> good insert time of day, everybody. It's good to see y'all. <laughs> yeah, y'all know what this is. Uh, Colby complains. D underscore river underscore oh a heartbreak two underscore kid. Um, well, one Paul Beam. Uh, Aaron P. Freeman is not here. The goat. <laughs> All right, let's just let's just do the do the thing. Let's do the thing. All right, first we have a question um, from Pat Pat Pastrana, one of my internet friends. He said, first Iron Fist gets canceled, then Luke Cage. How far do you think Jessica Jones and Daredevil will last?" So, did y'all? I know David, you watched some of the Netflix shows, and so did you, Paul. Right? Yes, I've watched a little bit of them. Mav, have you seen any of them? Not too much. No, I've really. Not delved into much of the MCU <clears throat> canon. Still keeping to that Star Wars canon. So, Iron Fist got canceled, I think, last week, and then Luke Cage was canceled this week. Yeah, I heard personally. I didn't. I didn't watch Iron Fist, but I heard it was the worst one of the bunch. It was. Uh, I could not get through two episodes of Iron Fist. Like I couldn't do it. I heard season two is pretty solid, but um, yeah, the first season's not great. The damage was done on the on the first <laughs> season. Um, Iron, not Iron Fist, Daredevil and Jessica Jones are basically the best, are definitely the best two of the of the Marvel shows, and or Punisher's up there too. Yeah, I really liked season one of Punisher. I did as well. I think I don't think Daredevil's going anywhere for a second because that's definitely the one that has the most pull. Because from from go, it's held people's interest. Um even though the second half of season 2 is it's a little, yeah. We we all know that. But I've heard lots of great things about season 3 already from people that have seen the first 5 <laughs> episodes, I believe. They said that it's it's been really good. Um and then Jessica Jones in itself was I really enjoyed season one. Um, I love David Tennant as an actor, so I thought that was an amazing choice to play. Um, the man. The, the man, yeah. Kilgrave, yeah. Kilgrave, yeah. I, so I really, Jessica Jones season one is my favorite of all of the Marvel Netflix shows. And I think that season two of Jessica Jones was good, not great. Is probably the best second season of the ones that I've seen of all of them. I did not get around to season two of Luke Cage just because it's. T- I didn't care anymore. Like I, I like season one fine. I just didn't care anymore. I think they made a huge, huge. They made a huge mistake. Like spoiler alert to anyone that hasn't seen Luke Cage season one, but for killing off Marshal or Marshal Ali, Marshal Ali, the 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 snake snake boy. Copperhead, cotton, cotton mouth. <laughs> it's been a second since I've watched season one, but they killed him off halfway through the season, and he was like a major pull of that whole show. Yeah, but all the shows do this thing where there's like a big bad the first half of the season, and then they kill that one off for a bigger bad the second half of the season. Where I think it would be just better to have one cohesive, tighter season. That should have been Defenders, even though Defenders was boring as all get out, but I don't know. No, my question is, will these two shows, plus Jessica Jones, Daredevil, Punisher, whatever, will they come back on the Disney streaming service? Or are they gone forever? That is a great question. I think... That I have no idea. I just... I'm just not, like... A TV show... To really get into a TV show, I have to be really invested in the characters... And, like, I understand that these characters are kind of kind of lower on the MCU totem pole, so they're not really 
movie material, but to have like They're street level. Yeah. To have like full length TV series about them is a bit too much. Like they just don't have they just don't have enough to keep to keep the TV series going. Like maybe like like what HBO does, like a five episode miniseries. I feel like that would be more appropriate for these characters. I feel like they're just they're trying to stretch out these these characters' origin story storylines, and it's it just comes across real thin. Yeah, I feel that. I mean, I don't think that's just these shows. I think that's a problem with, and I've been harping on this for the longest time, that's a problem with Netflix in general, where, and Hulu, and all the, all the digital streaming services that have these originals, that these seasons are too long. Because these seasons are being built for binge watching. And it takes a lot of effort to watch 13 hours of television. Yeah, I mean... 13 hours of that type of television. Yeah, Netflix Netflix got it right with... Um, have you guys watched... Um, oh, the name is escaping me. Peaky Blinders? I've I, heard it's really good. Oh, you guys should watch it. It's it's British TV and it's... And it's very high highest basically it's a bunch of uh, british gangsters who rise from the depths to take over the entirety of england it's it's absolutely fantastic but like each season is six episodes and like it's it's heavy tv watching but i never got bored because because the writing was excellent and the show and like each season like took place two years in the future so, like, they could basically almost start a new storyline because there had been enough time where I was like, oh, so a few things happened in this time frame where they're not trying to spoon-feed me, like, every small little detail of the, of, of the life. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I like to say that Netflix is kind of doing the Riverdale thing where the first season was a really good amount of episodes, like, kind of teetering on that maybe a little bit too long, like, but I, I wasn't... I powered through season one really quickly. And then you go and see the second season of Riverdale and it's like 25, 28 episodes or something. And it's just some ridiculous amount of episodes that doesn't need to be there. Also, shout out to The Good Place um, on NBC and is also streaming on Netflix. Uh, specifically, uh, Amy Poehler and Ted Danson, who are the two, two of the main characters on there who have it written in their contract that they can't have longer than 16 episode seasons, which I think for that type of show, for a show with a, like a continued narrative, it's not just like serialized. Um, and it's uh 20, it's a network 30, 22 minutes. That is the exact length that you need to tell that story season to season. Like you don't need that much <laughs> to, to tell that, tell a story, a movie gets it done in, uh, two and a half hours or less. You don't need 13 hours. Mm. But that is not the question I was asking. I think that these are all going to go to Disney anyway, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> to go back to the original question. Yeah. So, let's talk more about uh, AC Odyssey. Uh, Paul has played it i still have not and probably won't won't but paul wasn't here last week so i haven't played it either but i'll let paul and mav go ahead and go ahead and do their thing so what are your general thoughts on it i really like it i really like the direction that assassin's creed is going ubisoft is changing they've basically changed the entire core model of of the gameplay um because the original the the series up until origins like the stealth was fun and some of the most of the missions were fun there were a few tedious missions like like tail missions which in i have a problem with missions they don't even realize people who are just playing it now don't even know what it was like to get the the targets oh my gosh i i have so many issues with tailing missions in video games but that's beside the point um but like the combat in these games was basically just wait and counterattack, and they've changed all of that. It's almost like a full RPG game, like Skyrim, where you having you're having a dip and dodge, and there's not a, you don't even have a shield like you did in Origins. So like you're it is all about timing and being able to fight your enemies and 
I, I, re I really appreciate that. And the leveling up system, I think, is done really well. Um, some people have an issue with the level caps on on games. David was David was talking about that uh, before we started this up. Um, but I really don't. I think I think level caps on missions encourages you to explore the world because Ubisoft. I will defend Ubisoft's art program until the day I die. Art art division because they create some absolutely beautiful landscapes, and Odyssey is their masterpiece. Ancient Greece is absolutely beautiful to explore, and I've I, I've you you've completed the mission. You've you completed the main story, right, Mav? All three storylines. Spoiler. Yeah. Jesus yeah, Christ. I I. What? How? Don't you work? You have a job. Today. <laughs> I haven't even beaten Spider-Man yet because I have. And I, I get home at nine and I can play it at night. I yeah, like I haven't even completed one of the main storylines because I just get lost exploring the worlds and doing all the side quests because it's it's just that much fun and engrossing like i can't tell you the last time i've had a game that has just taken me for like the day i got it i played it for eight nine straight hours like i haven't done that with a video game in a really long time so like i just really appreciate it and there's just so much to do in this game it's almost overwhelming there's a cult you have you have to kill like all these cultists there's like 40 cultists and you have to get you have to get to a certain level before you can fight them. There's mercenaries that you can fight and recruit for your ship. You upgrade your ship. There's black. There's black flag esque uh, ship taking and boarding. Like I, I, I don't even know if I can get through it before Red Dead Redemption Two comes out. I, it, I probably won't. It's there's just so much to do, and I really, I really appreciate it. Ubisoft. I think this is the best the series has ever been. And just to clarify, I don't have a problem with level caps on, on missions. I just like it when it's more natural and not like, hey, don't want to do this? Buy something, and you'll save your time. Oh no 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 no! It's it, they're not they're not telling you to buy stuff. They're it's encouraging you to do side missions, and most of the missions, like if you're just doing the main quest, like you only really have to do like one or two side missions before you uh, can do can move on into your main missions. But so like, does it not let you attempt the mission unless you're a certain level? No, you can attempt it, but you'll okay. fail miserably. You, you will okay, fail yeah, so, okay, <laughs> okay. Um, I finished all three of the storylines, uh, and it, like checked my hours. It clocked in right under 60 hours. So there is a whole ton of content. Sheesh. That's not even counting doing all the side missions and all the other types of quests. That's really just if you were to streamline through the main story, but also taking in the missions that can keep you leveling up to be able to do the story missions. But like at this point, I still have so much stuff that I can do, upgrading my ship, doing naval battles. Um, and there's the this is the one thing that Assassin's Creed has stepped up more than the other games. There are daily and weekly quests now. That there's like a there's a message board in every city. And there's always a new daily quest. So even if you do everything, um, one of their big models was making sure that players came back to play for more. So there's always a new mission to do every single day, every single week. Yeah, the completion more. the completionist in me is cringing. <laughs> well, that's that had been the that had been the issue with Assassin's Creed games is that the, there was no replayability. Once you played the story, like there was really no reason to go back to it. That's fair. But with, but with Origins and and definitely Odyssey, they have they have created they have created something that you can replay over and over again and get a different get a different outcome. Because and that's like also I've, a testament to the RPG aspect of the game. Um, and so I mean, so you can you can do you can also do individual saves. So if you you can make a decision if you don't like it you can always go back and make a different decision with that. Yes, because uh, they, they've introduced uh, like Witcher three and Skyrim aspects where the decisions that you make as far as uh, as far as your the dialogue decisions you make has an impact on the story. It's not full. It's not fully there yet. I imagine in the next game it will be fully Skyrim and Witcher three where. Everything, every small little dialogue thing you do has a consequence. But uh, they're get they're getting there and they're on the right track. And I I, I really like where they're taking it. And I, I was I, had, I was forgetting about some. So the other thing was, and it was it began really with Origins in terms of Assassin's Creed was the integration of the New Game Plus 
Are you all aware of the concept? Yeah. Like where yeah. you're able to you finish, you finish the, the game story and you, yeah. mode using all of the gear and all of the leveling that you have in, from a previous, like, save in a previous game. So that was really the only way of replayability that they had going up until now that they're giving these daily kind of missions. So the replayability is definitely up there, not to mention with several DLC packages they're going to be doing over the next year. Yeah, that, that's all I got. Yeah. That's all I got to say on it. <laughs> but I love Assassin's Creed. Like I said last week, I think Game for Game is probably my favorite video game series of all time now. And really, I think it's just because I, I enjoy games that any kind of historical fiction where it does tap into the mystical, the mythical, and the supernatural, but it's rooted in factual historical events. I just really enjoy the narratives that they go through as they're also exploring different narratives and concepts at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. No, I really, I really do like how they mix in mythology into, uh, into the history of ancient Greece. Like, have you done some of the battles with, uh, the mythological creatures? Yes. Oh God. Those are so much fun. Have you, have you fought Medusa? Medusa was my favorite. Medusa's hard. Medusa's Holy real crap. hard. It took, you it took me for her. Yeah, it took me two days, two days to beat Medusa. Just learning, it, it was, it was almost like um, the insane trilogy for the the new one for, um, oh, Crash Bandicoot. Crash Bandicoot, yeah. Where basically you just had to learn how the level, like through trial and error, how the level works, so you can, so yep. you can do it. Now, but I, you, I really appreciated it. Paul, have you seen Polyphemus yet? No. Just wait till he's one of the four. The storyline mm -hmm. leading up to him—it's like a surprise one where you don't know that you're actually—it's actually taking you to one. Oh, okay. And you know immediately. And you're like, "Holy crap! Here, I have to fight a mythical monster now." Like, <laughs> and you'll know. And as soon as you do, <laughs> get in touch with me because I wanted to see your reaction. Okay. Because something is okay. going to happen. You're going to be like, "Oh my god!" And you're like, "I have to fight this monster now." Yes. All right. Comes out uh, I'm looking. I'm looking forward to it. So Red Dead comes out this week. Oh my gosh! Jesus, it's it's getting ready to just destroy my entire life. Guys, I already. I've don't get never out that played much. the game, so y'all y'all keep going at it, and I'll keep doing whatever I'm doing over here. Do you, you don't want it. You're not gonna play Red Dead. Probably not. Don't no. lie. Red Dead Redemption Two is gonna be one of the greatest things to ever to ever now, exist. Have we all played Probably the first I game? To play through? No. Yes, I played the first game. Yeah, I've I've played and beat it. Okay. Yeah, me too. No, I actually just replayed it. Yeah, y'all go at it. And <coughs> I basically just did a straight through the story mode. Didn't really do many of the side missions. Just oh no, you're missing. Caught back up on the storyline. Oh, you need to you need to go back and do the strangers and freaks, man. Oh, strangers. Oh, I did that the first time playing through. I do remember. Okay, okay. Those. Like the, yes. the Abe Lincoln dude. That's probably my favorite. Oh, the um, oh, what's his name? I can't remember his name, but he's basically telling John his that future, and it, yeah. and he has a bunch of moral decisions that you have to make. Yeah, and did you did you realize that the last time you met him, he was standing on the exact spot where John Marston was buried? Yes. Yeah, real real eerie stuff. Like stranger, the strangers and freaks in in that game. I can't wait to see what Red <laughs> Dead Two has also in store. Getting the flowers. Oh my god! Tedious kind of missions, but oh, I hate. Oh my god, that mission creeped me out. You know what we're talking about, David? I do. I know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> oh, I help help. yeah. Glad, glad I can help. I'm just gonna back away slowly. <laughs> <laughs> but no, uh, it's a sequel, but also a prequel. So it's the Red Dead, Red Dead Redemption Two. However, this is taking place. 11 or 12 years prior to the events of Red Dead Redemption 1. Yes, and apparently John Marston will be an NPC in the game. Yes. I'm going to get so emotional. <laughs> I know, right? I mean, most oh. of the main characters, uh, Bill Williamson, Javier Escuela, all of them will be back because it will be the full-strength Vanderlyn gang under Dutch. Mm -hmm. um, you'll be playing Arthur Morgan, who is his right-hand man, so... It'll be interesting to see what exactly happens because naturally he's not mentioned at all in Red Dead Redemption. 
Exactly. I was like, who's Arthur? Like, I, I heard that it was a prequel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I was like, look, but we'll see. Yeah. Not, not great, Bob. Yeah. The, the thing that impresses me the most is just how in detail Red Dead 2 is going to be. Have you guys heard about some of the insane, like, painstaking details Red Dead or Rockstar is putting I, into this game? I heard you could pick up like individual objects and inspect them like with your like the hand and you can do you can do the whole game in first person like GTA. Yes. You can do a third or first person. You can pick up things and like buy things from stores like individually. Mm-hmm. Yes. Or you can do it like from a catalog. Um, yes. Your Everything gun, when you when your, you buy stuff from the store, it's going to be in catalog form. Like you're actually reading a catalog. It's it's going to yep. be, and um, you can't. You you know how in Rockstar games you usually have your weapon wheel. Yeah, it's it's not going to be in Red Dead Two. You can only carry like two two arms at once, like two two um, two like long a, guns. Uh, yeah, and the rest of it you have to store on your horse. You have to have like a relationship with your horse. Like you, the more you the more you ride it, the better the better relationship you're going to have with it. You can you have to brush it and bathe it. You have to bathe Arthur Morgan. And you have to feed him, like it's almost like you're living an an entire human life. Not to mention, if the horse dies, it's over. You have to completely like start a new relationship with a new horse. Mm-hmm. Your hair grows like it did in Witcher Three, like in The Witcher, yeah, yeah. Um, and I heard that um... actually passes with missions. So, like, if you're going through a city and there's a building being built, like if you go through a mission, it will be a little bit higher and it'll be a little more constructed. Yes, apparently literally passes. Yes, apparently the rumor is that by the end of the game that um the the uh the game will look exactly like it did in Red Dead 1 at the start of it. Like oh, that's something dope. like it's Armadillo specifically the city of Armadillo yeah. that's like yeah. nothing and then by the end Armadillo's there. It, it will it will literally be the start of Red Dead 1 by the end of the game. It's it, the the detail that they have gone to in this game is is absolutely painstaking and almost almost unnecessary. Also, <laughs> like your gun can mess up if you yeah, go through it, like a river. Yeah, yeah. and like, NPCs yeah. will react to like if you don't clean yourself, like yes. they'll react to how stinky that, you are. That was my favorite part of Phantom Pain. Did you guys ever play the the? Yeah. Uh, yes, Phantom. Um, Metal Gear Solid. Metal Gear Solid Five. If you showed up to the base and you hadn't bathed in a while, the the uh, your crew would start sniffing you and screaming at you, and then they would hose you down with a bucket, which is which is fantastic. Who's someone from the first game that you want to see in the new one, or at oh. least hear, may even just hear about them? Dude, I wanna I want Nigel West Dickens to show up. Yo, that would be dope. <laughs> Sell me some snake oil. Career. Some snake oil. Yes. Will Landon yes. Ricketts get a mention? Because obviously it didn't seem like Marston had any contact with him. No. Because it seemed like it was his first time meeting him in one. But maybe mm-hmm. hearing about him in the Battle of Blackwater. I do want to see if, um, like, the relationship between Bill, Wilmi- Bill Williamson and uh, and John. Because they definitely alluded to a lot of his character and some definitely some interactions, like, throughout that whole storyline. <laughs> It's like you always thought yourself as uh, higher than everybody else, John. I want to. I want to see the McFarland Ranch too. That could definitely be something. See if see if Bonnie's around to sass oh. me. I love Bonnie. Yeah, Bonnie's great. I felt so sad at the end because they leave yeah. and go back to the ranch, and she just kind of. Puts her shoulder yeah. down. I'm like, I knew she loved him, and she didn't yep. want to admit it. Yep, That's we just, all knew. We all knew. <laughs> it was yeah, very, it was very apparent knew. from the yeah, beginning. Yeah, Colby, you knew. I knew. This is what Aaron feels like when we talk about things <laughs> that he doesn't. <laughs> he doesn't want to talk about, and how we feel when no. he talks about baseball. I don't care. It's not like I don't want you to talk about it. I just don't have anything to anything to add. So y'all, <laughs> y'all can just keep going. Do y'all it. have any concerns? Um, I'm trying to think. No, I just want to. I know that they're not going to make it too much like GTA. Like it's going to be its own thing. So I don't know. I'm just excited. Yeah, honestly, I'm, I'm not. I'm not really worried. Like 
most games when there's a delay in development you get worried but they did it with gta and g or gta 5 and gta 5 is the the most the highest selling game of all time so i i really don't think that uh i think if anything it's going to make red dead 2 better and i'm really interested to see what the online for red dead 2 is like I hope they're going to be the story in because, like I said, with no mention of Arthur at all, I'm anxious to see like how it turns out because everybody else is in the game, and so they made sure to insert them into the whole game as a whole. Like, but I'm anxious to see how they give Arthur Morgan importance. Yeah, yeah. I want to. I want to see how. I want to see how much emphasis they put on the online gaming because online gaming has made Rockstar a fortune with GTA five online. So I definitely want to see what kind of things they throw into the online version for red dead two. Cause I imagine it's just going to be, it's going to be almost double insane as it is in GTA five. But uh, I'll, uh, it'll be interesting to see what their uh, version of the shark card is. Did you guys play GTA five online at all? Or am yes, I just, I was over yeah, just a little bit. card. Yeah. That's way too much. That's why I kind of stopped playing because everything started becoming too expensive, and then all of my friends that I would always do the high swiss were never on, and so that's something I hope they fix the servers because GTA Five servers could get really bad and janky sometimes, yeah. and so I couldn't even if I wanted to do heists, I couldn't even get with randos to do any kind of heist or missions like that. So I couldn't afford anything, I couldn't do any missions, and so I kind of faded out from GTA Online. Yeah, I feel that. Okay, uh, I'm good. I'm I'm good on Red Dead and Assassin's Creed. If Colby yep. wants to jump in and actually talk now, <laughs> huh? <laughs> <laughs> um, y'all wanna two K nineteen? Y'all wanna do that, or do you wanna call an audible real quick? Let's just quickly talk about two K nineteen. Let's get out of the way. Yeah, cool. Yeah, so I got 2K19 on Friday. There was a $20 off sale. So I got the full game for $40. And then since I was planning on paying like 60 or 70 I bought like $20 worth of VC um, to throw on my character so I could like destroy in the beginning parts and not have to worry about leveling up. Um, but yeah, it's been good so far. I enjoyed the story. There are no annoying characters this year, which is... Very nice. Very refreshing. Um, cool being able to play against some G League teams. I gave um, the Greensboro Swarm the belt. <clears throat> and, <laughs> and, yeah, it's, it's been a good time. I enjoy it. The gameplay feels smooth. Um, you don't have to be, like, a super high three-point... You don't have to have a super high three-point level to be able to make, like, open shots, which is very nice because I did not choose three-point shooter as one of my, one of my builds this year. The, uh, uh, but, yeah, it's been a good time. The real question is, can you make open layups? It's still a problem. Well, you, you see, this year I chose driving and finishing as my primary. Oh, good call. So I haven't had too much um, issue with that because I anticipated it. No. <laughs> It, what about it's um? Not as horrible as last year, but you, I still miss plenty of wide open layups or lightly contested layups if you're not timing it right. Because at least they have the timing bar with line, with layups like they didn't have last year, but you do have to time it right. Did did you see that um, or did you notice if there was any uh? What am I trying to say? Oh, is it like impossible to make a a post entry pass? Like, do they just lose the? Do your bigs just lose the ball when you pass them the ball? Still? I have not had that problem yet. Okay, because anytime one of my big, anytime one of my bigs was driving in two K eighteen, and I would pass them the ball, they would immediately turn it like over. Fumble it, yeah, yeah, they fumble it and turn it over. <clears throat> okay, cool. You can steal. You don't have to have high steals to get steals. Like I averaged four steals a game. You got to have that ninety nine player recognition. Like. If you if someone's at the top of the three point line, and if anyone on the wing comes up, they're getting the ball. So just get in front of them. 
I do, however, I do the Carolina <clears throat> half court trap every time somebody makes a free throw. Like if the other, if my team makes a free throw on their next time up to court, I trap them at half court, and it works a lot. It forces a turnover a lot of the time. So, <coughs> pro tip. <laughs> Lit. I still maintain. So, um, I still maintain yeah. that two K sixteen's the their peak. So until, uh, I'll have to look up some more reviews. I might just get yeah. it for I just, might just get it for Christmas, so I don't have to actually drop money on it. Um, so two K eighteen was a huge disappointment. So I completely understand why you wouldn't yeah. want to get that one. Yeah, the only problem with two K sixteen is they kicked me off the two K servers, so I can't play online anymore, which sucks. Um, the neighborhood is so much better. It <laughs> it's is. not like a winding road where you have to like guess where everything is. Everything is just in a big circle. It's all there. You can see. You can just like look around and see everything, and you don't have to. You don't need to like Google a map to figure out where you're going. <laughs> <laughs> now, you, when you start going to the music, like when you're doing the music production, it does. It, it took me a while to find that one specifically, but in terms of otherwise, it's very much easy. It's a lot easier to navigate. Yeah, I've done a little exploring, found some nooks and crannies. It's pretty fun. All right. It's, it's All right. daylight and dark better than 2K18. Yeah, and going to what you say, like, it's I definitely think it's more about being open rather than timing. You could ha- not have great shooting stats, but if you're wide open, it's going to help you give. Uh, it's going to help you out more. Okay. Cool. Audible time. Dude, I got I got an audible. I just saw it on the television. Okay, cool. Let's do the ad read. (laughs) Uh, um, So this segment is brought to you by Audible. For you, the listeners of Never Made Varsity, Audible is offering a free audiobook download with a free 30-day trial to give you the opportunity to check out their service. (laughs) I've listened to As I Lay Dying by William Faulkner through Audible. You can do that or listen to another audiobook free by trying audible.com. Download your free audiobook today. Go to audibletrial.com slash nmvpod. Again, that's audibletrial.com slash nmvpod for your free audiobook. What you got? All right, so for those of you that are fans of the Harry Potter universe, like myself, the new, mm-hmm. the newest ver- the newest entry into the Harry Potter world, The Crimes of Grindelwald, comes out November 16th. That it does. Are you excited for it? Because I am. Um, I'm going to. Okay. So I'm going to go see it. <laughs> Whether I'm excited for it or not. Uh, I might wait to see it with my sister because her birthday is the 17th. Um, hey, Chelsea. Um, so I'll probably go see it. The Johnny Depp of it all makes me uneasy. Yeah, I wish they had um, just stuck with Colin Firth because he was he was right. He was fine. I liked him. He was so good. Um, but I'll just like I'll clear my conscience and like donate some money to like a domestic abuse <laughs> charity, like the same price I pay for my tickets, <laughs> just to make sure like my own conscience is clean. But ah. Uh... I'm very interested to see how this goes. I'm more skeptical now than I was for the first Fantastic Beast. So I'll put it that way. Yes, I really, I really did enjoy the first Fantastic Beast. So I, I really hope Johnny Depp doesn't ruin it because, like, late Johnny Depp has, has, he just seems to play Jack Sparrow in everything he does now. Yeah. Which, like, I understand Jack Sparrow was a defining role in his life, and it was good for a while, but. <clears throat> When he played when he played Tonto in Lone Ranger, I was like, okay, yep, he's just he's just Jack Sparrow from from now until the end of time. End of time. I forgot that movie existed. Yep. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry to remind you. <laughs> so I don't want Harry Potter to fall into the trap that what or I don't want them to do what I don't like about the. Star Wars universe lately in which they just find like little tidbits of everything so like to me Mav you can fight me on this whatever we fought about this many times <laughs> for me so we don't need to get like into it into it right now but for me Solo just felt like them reading Han Solo's Wikipedia page and just like hitting checks on all the things that are important to 
to Han Solo, and I don't want this to be just um, Dumbledore's Pottermore page. <laughs> Which, from the from the previews, it looks like. Um, hey, remember when we shehorned that Dumbledore was gay in here? Uh, we're gonna <laughs> learn about that, and here's the mirror of um, Erised, and here is like all this other stuff that just tell tell an original story. <laughs> yeah. But so that's my thing, but I I'm still gonna see it. <laughs> yeah. I I mean I, I'm excited for it and that I'm just a huge Harry Potter fan, so like any new Harry Potter things that come out, I'm automatically jumping on the bandwagon. Like mm-hmm. even after I watched the crime that was the Order of the Phoenix movie, like I was excited for Half Blood Prince. <laughs> like, does anybody else think that because like I I don't understand why I'm alone on this, but like Order of the Phoenix is by far the worst Harry Potter movie. Uh, no, no, I'm actually with you. It's not. It's probably it's not my <laughs> second least, if not my least behind. And see, mine gets kind of bad. I I don't really like Chamber of Secrets all that well. They yeah, cut... no, Chamber of Secrets is the worst one for me. No. Order of the Phoenix is second, but Chamber or, of Secrets. Order, sucks. Order of the Phoenix cuts out so much important stuff. I understand you can't put the whole book in there, but like. The chase, the chase uh, in the doors to get to the Ministry of Magic, the Orb Room, is like the defining moment of that book, and they cut out the entire thing just so we can You're watch. Right. Just so we can watch more than flying on Thestrals, which I don't want to. Lo- I don't want to watch. <laughs> I lost sound. I, I lost sound. Thestrals. I just want to have my input. Uh, I, I'm assuming what this conversation is, but Order of the Phoenix is the worst of the of the bunch. Thank you, I'm, David. What is y'all's favorite? Prisoner, oh, okay. Prisoner of Azkaban. Thank you. So mine has changed. Mine has changed. When it, before I had read the books, it was Prisoner of Azkaban. Now that I have read the books, it's Half-Blood Prince. Mm. Book and That's... movie, Prisoner of Azkaban. Book and movie, I'm, I'm going Prisoner of Azkaban. I actually, I actually really enjoyed Goblet of Fire as a movie. Like, I don't, I, I know some people have an issue with it, but like, I think I think it was really well done for for the amount of crap that they had to they had to stuff into that movie. I thought they did really well with it, and you know I I really just enjoy uh, the mer people. The mer people are terrifying was, yet beautiful. So scary when I was <laughs> terrifying. Also, Voldemort was scary really for the first time. I was like, that man's got no nose. Yes, <laughs> yes. The Voldemort, the Voldemort birth ceremony in that cemetery is just, oh, oh god. Also, Cedric Diggory dying. Spoiler alert, uh, was really sad. I, I think that Half Blood Prince is definitely my favorite book. I I will I will probably yield that Prisoner of Azkaban is probably the best movie just because Alfonso Cuarón is a fantastic filmmaker and people should watch more of his stuff um but i really liked what they did with the half-blood prince movie and even though they movie jenny sucks yes she's terrible yes but she has her moments in half-blood movie jenny like when they were when they were writing the jenny character for for the movies, I just don't think they read the book or understood Jenny's role in the book. I mean, like, Jenny's book, I, I don't really like Jenny the book character either, but, like, I get, I get her, I get what she's doing. But, like, movie Jenny, like, they have no idea what, they had no idea what to do with her. I, I really like book Jenny, and I feel like the actor that they got to play Jenny could have done book Jenny really well, just from like the flashes that she shoot that she showed in mm-hmm. um at the during Half Blood Prince. But yeah, they really because their their first kiss scene in the book is so great. It really is. Uh, it's well done after the, after the um Quidditch match and everyone's all happy and it's just so good and. I feel like they tried to make it more intimate, which I understand the choice, but I feel like it takes away some of the wrapped up in all the emotions of it all that the book had. Yeah. And the only reason I remember it so clearly is because I just finished reading it a couple months ago. <laughs> I started saying now, now that we're talking about it, I think I might go and read all the books again, just because I love it that much. You're good. You're good. So good. 
jk rowling i know i understand that she's writing plays now but like just please write more books please please and thank you i just i don't want it to turn into like the um the george lucas thing where we're like please stop (laughs) (laughs) well you not already feel that way with fantastic beasts did i miss that part Well, I mean, uh, like, you want to talk about Fantastic Beasts? Like, go for it. We did talk about it for a bit. I watched half of the first movie, and then I was like, eh. Really? Really? Yeah. I, I liked Fantastic Beasts. I didn't re- I thought just, I wasn't that intrigued. Maybe I didn't give it a chance, but I was just like, eh. So, maybe, maybe I'll watch it again and give it another shot. Yeah, you can, you can be, you can... You have to be good with it until Colin Firth goes away. Then, then you're like, okay, you know what? We're we're, we're done here. I'm okay <laughs> with that. Yeah, I I really liked it. I feel like the nostalgia held me for like the first hack, like first act up through the midpoint, and from there I was into the story and I was good. I guess that's um, where the disconnect was then for me. Because yeah, that was about I, where I probably copped. I bounced out. <laughs> I understand why one would not like it, but I did. If I had seen it in theaters, maybe I liked it a little bit more, but I was watching it just on a whim. And I was like, eh. Well, I mean, I just feel like if you go see a movie in theaters, you're going to be more invested in it because you right, paid yeah. for it. And, of course, yeah. And you're, you're, in that, you're in that place for like two hours, so you're at least going to watch it attentively. You may not like it, but you'll watch it attentively. Also, Warner Bros. needs a dub because Disney's been kicking their butt and Aquaman ain't it. So, <laughs> they really need this one to be a hit. I don't know about that one, Chief. <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't think, I don't think Aquaman's going to be as bad as people think, it, think it's going to be. I think, it'll, I, think it'll be, I think it'll be better than the Justice League movie that they threw together that, wasn't, that, that was very disconjointed. Again, I thought Justice League was fine, and I, I think I mean, Aquaman I, is going to be fine. I thought it was fine. I thought it was fine too, but I think I think Aquaman would be done just a bit better. But yeah, no, I, Marvel. I just don't want to watch. Planned, <laughs> so go ahead, go ahead. Thing, yeah, Marvel planned this thing out from the beginning, and it's like DC's like, oh my goodness, we got to catch up. We got to catch up. We, we're we're not going to do any of the advanced planning that Marvel did. We're just going to throw everybody into a movie and say we did it. So. I I said that WB needs a win. That's a little disingenuous. Crazy Rich Asians was a win for WB. But anyway, we should play our game. We should. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, so w- what we were going to do is, so I saw a tweet earlier this week that said, um, forget your horoscope. The tagline for the movie, the number one movie in the country when you were born is your new horoscope. Um. Which I thought was funny, and then I played a game with some of my internet friends trying to guess the movies after being given the tagline. Um, but all the movies that we had, there was no way that <laughs> no way that we were going to um, guess the movie. Like mine was uh, the Island of Doctor Moreau. Um, David, what was yours? Uh, Beavis and Butthead do America. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Um, Mav, your was... Mine was called The Craft. Right, right. I've actually heard of that one. And, Paul, you were the, the black movie. Yep, that one. That I can't... It was Waiting to Excel. Exhale. Yep, yep that one. Yep. Um. So, yeah, we decided not to do that. And instead, guess songs... Guess the number one song in the country when each other were born but do it by just picking like a lyric or two from the song. So, are y'all ready? Who should go first? I can go first since I have I feel like the probably the most obscure one. It's like probably it's like one of those er, like mid 90s R&B songs that was popular for like 10 minutes. All right, go for it. All right. Do we know it? You maybe. <laughs> It's not one that I knew when I first saw it. So here's here are the lyrics. I can't say the first line of the of the chorus because it's the name of the song. Say you'll love me again. Undo this hurt you caused when you walked out the door and walked out of my life. 
uncry these tears. I cried so many nights. Oh, I know that <laughs> oh, song. Oh, no, I know this one too. Oh. I've definitely, I've definitely heard the song, but I, I can't name it. Also, some more lyrics. Don't leave me in all this pain. Don't leave me out in the rain. Bring back the nights when I held you beside me. Mm. Mid nineties R and B. I'm not going to guess it, but I do know I, I have heard this song many times. It's by an artist that I know. It's just I didn't hear this particular song. I don't have a guess. Paul. I, I, I can't muster up a name. Unbreak My Heart by Tony Braxton. Oh, yep. Yep. Oh. That's exactly what it is. Yep. For sure. Yeah. I'm just not. Oh, a... that's annoying because I know that song. Yeah. <laughs> Carla would have got it if she was here because she's our music expert, our resident <laughs> music expert, but. Especially nineties R and B. It probably it probably would have helped if I if I could have heard like the melody, but I'm not gonna force you to sing it, it's fine. Right. P- thank you. I appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> For all involved. I might be a chorus teacher, but that does not mean I'm good at singing. <laughs> Alright, I wanna go last, so Paul or Mav, one of y'all. My mine's mine's pretty popular, so Mav, how how mine's obscure other, is yours? I I think Mine's going to be pretty easy, so we'll go easy this time. Okay. Uh, I guarantee you mine is the most popular. Okay. Okay. So with mine, I'll, I'll start reading some lyrics. Might get it pretty quickly. You were my strength when I was weak. You were my voice when I couldn't speak. You were my eyes when I couldn't see. You saw the best there was in me. Lifted me up when I couldn't reach. You gave me faith because you believed. I'm everything I am because. I can't it's not that. you. It's not you. Raise me up, is it? No. Okay. I can't say the last line because that's the song. Is it? It's the song. Okay. Is it? You are the music in me. The first song from High School Musical. Stop. The artist. I just, um. You are the music in. Now it's gonna be stuck in my head. Thanks, Coley. <laughs> you, you know the words once upon a time okay uh yeah i don't know i don't know can you Actually, give me one more read of through wait 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 is it um chorus? that's the chorus you want me just to reread the chorus again crap is that kenny rogers no ah crap yeah go one one read through of the of the chorus you is it let her go by passenger no. <laughs> Wrong. You were my strength when I was weak. You were my voice when I couldn't speak. You were my eyes when I couldn't see. You saw the best there was in me. Lifted me up when I couldn't reach. You gave me faith because you believed I'm everything I am. Blank. This was dedicated to the artist's father, according to Wikipedia. Is it Luther Vandross? No, it is not. No, I was about to they say, are, it's not Dance With My Father. Canadian. Uh, I think. I could have Avril Lavigne. <laughs> yeah. This is I'm, yeah, I don't know. Artist is Canadian. This, this is in uh, Skater Boy. <laughs> um, you want me to give you the, the artist first? Sure. sure. Yeah. Celine Dion. It's not My Heart Will Go On. No. no. That's no. really the only Celine Dion song that I know. It is titled I... Because You Loved Me. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Cool. Not as familiar with that one. Nope. Honestly, right, man. Paul. Is, Paul, is yours One Sweet Day? Come on, man. <laughs> yes, it is One Sweet Day. <laughs> by by Boys to Men and Mariah Carey, one of the best songs from '90s R&B collection. Fight me. I, the only reason, okay, so I know that the number one song when Carla was born was One Sweet Day, and I know that it held the record for a long time of longest song at number one. So you couldn't at least let me read some of the lyrics before you, <laughs> before you steal my thunder like that, man. Cool. Would you, would you like to read the lyrics? No. Not anymore. 
We're All done, right, y'all. I have a real hard one. Go for it. Dale a tu cuerpo alegría macarena. That's a that's a hallelujah, right? And that's the show. Thank you for listening to that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we can end it there. So if you want to find us, you can do that at tinyurl.com slash nevermadeversity. Leave us a five-star rating and a review on iTunes. Anything you liked or didn't like, be sure to let us know via our Twitter at nevermadepod. Thank you again, Paul, for joining us. Uh, shout out your social media for like the third time in the past two hours. No problem. No, 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 no. I got it. I was Colt 45 Afro Man, right? <laughs> there you go. Yes. yes. Nice. Um, yeah, you can uh, you can find me on Twitter at one Paul Beam. I'm still waiting for 2019. Show me if you can if you could convince me that 2018's been good for me. I'll I'll change my my Twitter, but you probably won't. So, yeah, just just follow me on Twitter. I'm I'm pretty funny sometimes. Sometimes, sometimes. <laughs> uh, thank you to Audible for sponsoring the show for your 30 day trial. Go to audibletrial.com/nmvpod. Thank you to David Cutter for the music, and we'll see you. Beginning of next week. Despacito? (laughs) 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 What the hell? God.